grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Text today is from Gospel, the Gospel lesson of, of John chapter 8. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, whoever sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Dear friends of Christ, in the verses preceding this text in our gospel lesson, uh, a woman had been caught for the sin of adultery. And the Jewish leaders were all ready to give her the just punishment for adultery, which was to be stoned to death. And Jesus intervened and he said, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. So Jesus then invited all the accusers to come to him one by one. And then as they came one by one, he would write with a stick in the sand and reveal their private sin. That sin which they alone knew and nobody else knew. That sin which disgusted them and embarrassed them. And then Jesus would wipe away the evidence and invite the next person to him and write their sin in the sand. And then erase it, the next person, one by one until there was no crowd left. Because everybody deserved to be stoned to death for their sins. After everyone had disappeared, Jesus asked the woman, is no one left to condemn you? And the woman looked around, she goes, no. And Jesus says, neither do I condemn you. Go from now on and sin no more. Those words of forgiveness, the office of the keys, being forgiven literally saved her life, not just spiritually, but it saved her life physically. I forgive you. You've been set free. Free from the sin of slavery and death. Freedom is what we all need. We all need to be set free. And in our text, Jesus said, If you abide in my word, you're truly my disciples, and you'll know the truth, and that truth will set you free. We said, they sang in our, in our praise song um, that, you know, we're set free from our chains. The chains that bind us. Set free from the slavery of sin. That's our theme. Only Jesus can set us free, though. Only He has a power. And Jesus knows. That's why He came. Jesus knows we need to be set free. He knows we have a problem. He knows we're imprisoned. He said, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. Do you realize you're a slave to your sin? Sin is part of your DNA. It's who you are. It's what you are. You are sin. And sin is in you. We talked in our Bible class today about that sin in us. Because we desire to do what's right, but we can't. And we, when we don't do what we want to do, it's sin living in us that does it. Enslaved to sin, trapped by sin. And you can't be freed from that sin in you unless delivered, set free by the blood of Christ. Because there's power in the blood. I want you to think about the power of Christ's blood. Where did Jesus come from? He came from God. 
Who is Jesus? The creator of the universe. The knower of all things. The one who has all power. And what did this Jesus who came to earth as a human do? He came to be a human, this God-man, to die for us. And what does the blood of God do? One drop. The God who has the power to keep all the planets in, in, in their, in their uh, order, the whole universe in its order. What can the human blood of God-man do? One drop do to you. Set you free. The power of the blood sets us free. Our text says, To the Jews who believed in Him, Jesus said, If you hold to those teachings, to my teachings, you're my, truly my disciples and you'll know the truth and that truth will set you free. You know what the problem is here though? Many people don't have a problem believing there's a God. They don't have a problem believing in God, but they do have a problem believing in God's Word. They do have a problem believing in the truth. People want Jesus. They, they don't have a problem with Jesus. But they want Jesus according to their own terms. They want Jesus... Well, they turn Jesus into what they want Jesus to be rather than claiming Jesus is who He claims to be. They don't want God's Word telling them what to do. And they don't want God's Word telling them what to believe. People don't want to be tied down to God's truth. Listen, most people don't have a problem with Jesus. They're willing to let Jesus be their king as long as he'll bring them success, as long as you know, they can still live the way they want to live, sin the way they want to sin, as long as Jesus is taking care of all their problems and, and bringing them success and making their lives happy. They don't, they don't believe in Jesus. But people have a great problem when Jesus talks like he does in our text. When Jesus says that we're trapped by sin, we're slaves to your sin. You're a bunch of slaves chained to your condemnation. Lost and condemned sinners. And that's when people stop listening. That's when people tune out. That's when people said, he said enough. They stop hearing. Don't pick on me about my sins. Don't expose them. And, that's, and then they choose. They choose to hear what they want to hear, and they choose not to listen to the things they don't want to listen to. Selective hearing. We, I was very good at selective hearing as a child. My mom would tell me to do certain things, and I just wouldn't hear it. I guess I've carried it into my marriage, too. That's... <laughs> selective hearing, and we do the same thing with God. He tells us the things we ought to hear, and we choose not to listen to them. It's the kind of thing that happened in our text. The Jews didn't like what Jesus was saying, especially when he told them that they were sinners. And so they stopped listening. But Jesus continued. He said, well, you may not like what I'm saying. You are enslaved to sin. Whether you like it or not, it's true. You need me, but it's okay because I'm here. The God-man is here to save you. And then he talked about how he would sacrifice himself, how he'd suffer on the cross. He talked about how he would shed his blood and rise again on the third day. They still didn't listen. They, what did the people do? They filtered all that out. 
No, 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 no. I'm bored with all that. Don't, I'm not listening. Jesus told them, you're slaves to sin. People didn't want to hear that either. And after that, after hearing that, the Jews responded, now wait a minute, we're, we're descendants of Abraham. <laughs> Do you know who we are? We're descendants of the great father Abraham, and we've never been slaves to anyone. How can you tell us that we'll be set free? You know, the people who have strong filters, strong filters, they filter out that which they don't want to hear, even if what is being said is plainly spoken. <laughs> We're the people of Abraham. We've never been enslaved to sin. Do you remember the, the history of the Jewish people? For 400 years they were slaves in Egypt. Yes, they'd been slaves for 400 years. They were slaves in Babylon for 70 years. Yes, these people were enslaved. And why were they enslaved? Because of their sin. They had worshipped false gods. They had, they had made bad choices in their life. They had offended the great, almighty, powerful God of the universe. And they were enslaved to their own sin. And yet here you have a bunch of men who want to stone a woman who's caught in adultery, caught in the sin of adultery, and none of these people who are ready to stone her are ready to recognize the sin in themselves. But Jesus speaks plainly, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. So I have a question for you. Do you sin? Yes? What does that mean? It means you're bound in chains. It's like you're in a dungeon and you're chained in a prison, bound, bound to sin, you're enslaved. That's the image God wants you to have. That's the image Jesus wants you to have in your mind. Chains in your ankles and your feet. And it doesn't matter whether the sins are little sins or big sins as you might try to define them. You're chained by all of them. Small or little. Born in sin. The Bible says that's because we have evil hearts. We are sin. You do evil things because they flow out of your heart. You have an evil heart. You do evil things. What comes from the mouth proceeds from the heart. This is what defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts and murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, and slander. You know, Spencer newspaper last Thursday, or a week from Thursday, uh, talked about an article about a man in Okaboji who had been captured and he was guilty, or he, was, he confessed that he was guilty. Um, he, pleaded, he, pleaded in, he pleaded guilty. Uh, to selling meth and mushrooms and LSD and having illegal ammunition. Of course, he's, you know, he, he, he pleaded guilty. I, I did it. And we make a big deal out of somebody like that. They make the newspaper. A drug dealer who has illegal ammunition, shame on him. Front page of the newspaper. Somebody who lied. That person in Spencer who lied doesn't make the paper. 
person in Spencer who cheated on a test didn't make the paper. Somehow those type of sins fall into a different category, less binding. They don't trap us. Those sins don't bother us, but we do lie. Why? Because we're enslaved to sin. Jesus uses the word slave here to show how sin traps us, how we're enslaved. And sin delights in, in, in putting chains on you and, and delights in taking you out to the woodshed like you would a slave. And, and, when, the, and when the slave disobeys, how you beat the slave and you, and you verbally abuse the slave. And that's what people used to do. Remember slavery in America? How we used to go to Africa and we would take the Africans, put them on a slave boat, ship them across America, put them on the auction block and sell them as slaves. And then their, some of their masters would abuse them, beat them, sexually abuse them. Sin is a taskmaster. Sin is a taskmaster master like that. Sin tells you how worthless you are. Sin tells you that, that you're unloved. It's a taskmaster master, and it puts, puts a ball and chain on you. And then it throws you into a lake, but not a lake of water. It throws you into a lake of fire. And then sin controls your behavior. And somehow in the midst of all that, you say, I don't need Jesus. I don't need Jesus to set me free. And somehow the sin in us ignores all that, and we're okay with it. Listen, sin is never okay. On this Reformation Sunday, we think about Martin Luther. He felt the chains of his sin. Martin Luther was imprisoned in his own, his own slavery to sin, and he hated his sinful flesh. He didn't feel like God could love him. He wanted to be freed from the chains, but he didn't know how to do it. And back then, the church taught that you want to be freed from your chains, just try harder. You want to be freed from your chains? Just do good things for God. Earn God's favor. You'll be set free. But we can't free ourselves. Imagine yourself in a dungeon. Okay, put yourself there. The dungeon is, is uh, musty, mildewy. It's, it's dank. It's dark. And just like in the movies, there you are. There's a bowl of water for you to drink. The place is filthy and dusty, and you're chained with little clothes, your hands and your feet attached to a wall. That's how sin enslaves us. That's the image God wants you to have. And Martin Luther said this in one of his sermons, the law shows me what I am. That's the law's job. It reveals sin and burdens me with it. And then I become frightened, and I'd like to get rid of that sin. Indeed, we all see our sins, and we promise to fix our sins each day. When I see my sin, then my reason declares, I will reform. I will become pious. I will change. I'm going to become holy. Martin Luther tried the path of piety. He tried the path of being holy. It didn't work. It only left him feeling more hopeless, helpless worthless 
Because no matter how hard he tried, he could not please God. No matter how hard he tried, he could not obey the commandments. Sin was always near. That ball and chain was always dragging him down. He had that ball and chain. We all do. And we're bound by that ball of chain and sin. It enslaves us. And that's the image. That's the image Jesus wants you to have in your mind. But listen to the words of Luther in his hymn. Dear Christians, one and all rejoice. Luther writes, Fast bound by Satan's chains I lay. They're in the dungeon. Fast bound in Satan's chains I lay. Death brooded darkly over me. Sin was my torment night and day. In sin my mother bore me. Yet deep and deeper still I fell. My life became a living hell. So firmly it possessed me. And then in stanza five, Luther describes how Christ sets him free. How the blood of the God-man has power to free us from our chains, from the enslavement to sin and death. God said to His beloved Son, It's time to have compassion. Then go, bright jewel of my crown, and bring to all salvation. From sin and sorrow, set them free. From death and from all misery, your blood is their redemption. Jesus says it this way in our text. If you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Martin Luther preached on this text, and he said, I'll tell you how I am liberated from sin. In other words, I'll tell you how I'm free from the chains. But it's not I myself, it's not my fasting, it's not the life of a monk or the intercession to the saints. No, I am liberated solely by Christ's redemptive work. He paid the price by shedding his blood. No one else was born of Mary. No one else died for me, was buried and rose from the dead. No one else ascended into heaven. Only one, the man, Christ Jesus. Outside of him, there is none who can help us. Now, these words are a great comfort to us. There is no one else born of Mary, died, rose, was buried, rose from the dead, ascended into heaven. They're the words of the Apostles' Creed. And because of the words of the Apostles' Creed that he suffered, died, was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered, died, rose again. Those words say, Jesus has done all that needs to be done to set you free. The God-man came to earth, was born of a Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified, died, and was buried. And he rose again. Everything is done that's necessary to free us from slavery to sin. So if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Martin Luther wrote in a small catechism the meaning of the second article of the, of the Apostles' Creed. And his words still echo in our ears. His word uh, brings a smile to our face, puts a jump in our step, makes us want to serve the Lord because of His love. And they put a song in our heart. Christ has redeemed me, a lost and condemned creature, purchased and won me from all my sins, from death and from the power of the devil, not with silver or gold, but with his holy, precious, innocent suffering and death. All this he did that I should be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him 
in everlasting innocence, righteousness, and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead and lives and rules to all eternity, this is most certainly true. I'm going to end my sermon about being freed from these bonds of, of chains, these words of Jesus. And after I repeat these words of Jesus, I'm asking the congregation to respond with a loud, confirming amen. You ready? If the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.